Greetings, D&D players, enthusiasts, and observers alike, and welcome back to Chronicles of Kriath. My name is Emma, and I will be your DM today and every day that this wonderful campaign exists. Now, as per usual, let's go back and reintroduce our wonderful party this evening. Going to my right, as we usually do, because we mixed it up last time, is the wonderful Rosie and her character, Elon. Hi, I'm Rosie, and I'm playing the guard captain from the city of Kriath, Elon. Uh, and we almost put a leg up for sale. That was fun. Indeed you did. Though it was not Elon who was offering the leg. <laughs> no, not mine. <laughs> yeah, but it, 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 the, the leg part was interesting. All I can imagine now is Waylon sitting in her room rubbing in against her face. <laughs> That's... <laughs> what else are you supposed to do with a leg? <laughs> That's a really weird image that I didn't need, honestly. You're welcome. <laughs> but we move on from that strange image to the dad of our party, who would probably also think that was weird, Jeremy. Hi, everybody. I'm Jeremy, and I play Damien. And Damien is still hung up on why everybody was so upset that he wanted to give this lady his name. Oh, Damien, you sweet, innocent soul. <laughs> Well, I suppose it'll get explained to him in time, but in the meantime, let's move on to the character who actually offered up her leg and uh, her player, G. Hi, it's me, G. Uh, I'm here playing Chatwin. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get rid of that leg. I'm gonna, I'm gonna sell that leg. Uh, <laughs> I, I still got that in my back pocket, guys. Look. Thane's gotta die somehow. If a girl's gotta get rid of a leg to do it, <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> only if I can, only on the one condition that I get to use it to beat the shit out of him and then she can have it. <laughs> Rip off my own leg, beat him to death with it, and then pass it off to this lady. <laughs> that sounds like a solid deal Like she that she might accept. Hell yeah, metal. Anyways... <laughs> <laughs> and last but certainly not least, the lovable centaur who is now carrying around a raven, Carowin, and his player, Tyler. Hello all, tis I, your affable friend, Carowin, uh, and his player, Tyler. I have my little raven friend, and I also seem to be responsible for carrying the artifact that is going to save, maybe not the world, but uh, the immediate vicinity. So uh, here's looking at you, kid. Indeed. And with that, uh, let's move on to our recap, shall we? Uh, our players had ventured into the Howling Dunes, a region of vast desert and a few key trade cities, in search of a relic that would end the plague that has slowly been spreading across it. They found an opportunity in a giant lady named Waylon, who stays in a cottage that appeared in the middle of the desert after Damien was on death's door. And they negotiated with her to obtain this artifact called a heartstone in exchange for 10 years of Carowin's memories of the Fey Realm, a vial of blood from one of the victims of the plague, with the condition that she would not create a new plague with it, but instead study it. 
And a meeting with the god Odirian after Damien revealed that he had been speaking with the god very frequently. And with that, as their payments have been made, they've refilled their water skins and been ushered out the door of this strange cottage, which, as our party reconvenes and steps into the warm sand of this desert that nearly killed them the day before. We return to them as the cottage fades from view, seeming as if it was never there to begin with. Our party is faced with the view of a wide expanse of desert and nothing more. Hey, does anyone remember the way to get back? <laughs> Carowin's going to raise his hand and be like, I do! <laughs> Thank fuck. <laughs> okay, great. That's... Start fucking walking. With that, he's gonna he's gonna plot his map and do a little bit of studying and, and shifting, and he's gonna kind of look at the position of the sun and the dunes, and he's gonna point in the direction that they came in and start leading the way, which decidedly or hopefully will not be as grueling or awful, considering how they don't have to stop and search for anything. It's just go straight home. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And with that, I will only make you guys make one constitution save this time to travel across the desert, just as a... It is going to take about the same amount of time that it did for you to get out here as it will for you to get back, which is about a week. But you will be able to go ahead and make it back. Uh, so go ahead and everybody make a constitution save for me, please. That'll be a 17. Ooh, not bad. That is a 17 for me as well. Nice. 17 on the die. 23 total. Nice, nice. Listen. Oh, no. Elon. <laughs> We're listening. We're listening. Tell us. Tell us. Saddle up, Elon. It's time for a time for a pony ride. Not again. I rolled a two. <laughs> I don't think you have any more spare ears to melt, do you? <laughs> yeah, I don't have a mod, at least. I have a plus two constitution. Hold on, it's a, const hold on, a constitution safe. Okay, hold on, it's an eight total. Okay. That's not <laughs> as bad, but you still... I mean, I rolled a one the first time on the first day. Yeah, I have a really bad start. But... <laughs> Everyone, as you set out into the desert again, remembering what the trip felt like on the way in, you remember a lot of the mistakes that you made along the way and what not to do. And you find yourselves making sure to avoid mistakes like not rationing your water, making sure that you're not wasting energy unnecessarily, things of that nature. Finding the quickest path through the dunes so you're not going up and down and up and down. Elon, seems like you forgot most of these lessons. Elon has learned nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So as where the party is looking for the most efficient routes, you are just trudging along and you don't care what dunes are in your way. And by a couple days in, you're already much more... You find yourself significantly more exhausted than the rest of the party. And find yourself at the back of the pack quite frequently. But 
by the week's end, you're able to make it back without anyone losing their lives or any more wax ears, anything of that nature. And on that seventh day, the barricades and distant buildings of the Foxgrove Oasis would come back into view. Uh, these barricades have not been taken down at all. If anything, they've gotten bigger and sturdier, walling off the city from everything else. Elon immediately, like, once they see the city, it's just over on his knee, like, hands on his knees, bent over, just huffing, like, <sighs> thank God. I thought that was a refreshing hike. That was nice. Fuck you. Elon, <laughs> are you all right? I never want to step foot in the desert again. I'm definitely not living here. Elon, like I've offered multiple times, you can ride on my back. It is okay. Nope. Let's just get this done. Your pride will be the death of you. Elon, it's it's fine. I Listen, yeah, as someone who grew up around this area, not in the middle of the desert, but sort of around this area, um, there's a really easy way to avoid the situation that you're in right now. Do you know what it is? No. I feel like you're just going to be condescending, so I'm going to skip that step and say we go... I'm going to slap a hand on his shoulder and lean in real close to his ear. Just don't be fucking bad at it, Elon. You're such a bitch. <laughs> I walk into the city. You're such a fucking bitch. Fantastic. <laughs> the man who wakes up every morning early to go for a, for does his exercise and goes for a morning run. He's just like, I can't do the desert. Just like under his breath, it's just like I curse you all to the mountain air when we get to Kriath. Get good, Elon. Come on. You <laughs> Chatwin, get good, whatever her last name is. Chatwin, get good, Darcy. Ch Chatwin, don't What's fucking that? suck, Darcy. You, you just wait until the next time you lay your eyes on a on a pretty tavern maid. <laughs> it's like someone's like, ow, I burned myself while cooking this meal. Chatwin with fire resistance? Just tolerate it. What the fuck are you doing? Like, this fucking bitch. Just don't get burns. What the fuck? <laughs> when Chatwin goes to the mountains and struggles, that's when Elon, that's Elon's time to shine. That's so funny because she will never be out of breath because she doesn't need to breathe, motherfucker. Get on my level! <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Chatwin, you said you're approaching the city. How are you getting in? I'm just walking straight up. There's a, there is a giant barricade. Are there people manning the barricade? Chatwin, fuck your barricade, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your barricade. You would see a couple guards up on top of the barricade. Hi, do you guys want a cure? Uh, I'm sorry, what? Do you want a cure? You're saying you have a cure for the plague that's spread across half the desert. Yeah, is now a good time or do you want us to come back later? Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> 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 Emma, are these the guards that I spoke to at any point, or are these different ones? Make me a history check. Oh, okay, hold on. Well, my history is not so great. I got a three. Uh, seventeen. Carolyn with a three. Um, their guard uniforms all look the same. You couldn't tell them apart from from any other 
guards in the entire city. Darn. Chatwin, with a 17, you see them consider it for a second, sort of whisper to each other, and the one disappears. He looks down on you and says, um, give us a minute, uh, we have to consult with the high priest who's been handling everything, mm. so he'll say whether or not we can let you in. Okay, I'll just be here. Can I just sneak in with my stealthy centaur powers? <laughs> With my centaur pretzel abilities? I suppose that depends, because are you going to try and climb the wall? I mean, <clears throat> how well constructed do the walls look, seem? Are they like really solid or they're like some, it's like more makeshift, some breaks and gaps and things like it's, it's not perfectly solid. So when you all left, the, it was a very makeshift barrier, like very quick, like fences that were propped up. At this point, now that you've returned, and keep in mind, it's been a couple weeks now since... Yeah, I was going to say like a week there and a week back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's been a couple weeks since you guys have been gone. Uh, these walls are now made of brick and stone. With such limited manpower, I'm impressed. They are quite sturdy. Uh, yeah, you know what? Screw it. I am going to stealthily stealth up the, up the wall. Okay. <laughs> Now, please remind me, because I think centaurs have disadvantage on climbing, correct? Uh, hold on while I double check again. Because carrying four extra legs, or four legs, up a... Yes. So any climb that requires hands and feet is especially difficult for you because of your equine legs. When you make such a climb, each foot of movement costs you four extra feet. Four extra feet. Instead of the normal one extra foot. So I would say in that case, this would definitely be a hands and feet climb up a wall. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say you have disadvantage on both the stealth check and the athletics check to climb. Oh, yeah. Okay. Is it athletics, correct? Yes. Okay. So 19. 19 is not bad. And okay. With, with disadvantage? With disadvantage. Oh, damn. Okay. And then stealth check. 10. 10. Got it. Okay. Carowin, you wander around the wall sort of trying your best to pinpoint an area where you think you might not be seen by these guards as you shimmy your way up a wall. Now, if anyone's watching Carowin, he looks very akin to a mountain goat. He really shouldn't be able to climb this, but somehow he can. (laughs) And as you're about halfway up the wall, you notice that another guard is coming around on this sort of landing that they've built. And he spots you as you heave yourself up so that your upper torso is over the top of the wall. And he goes, um, excuse me, you're not supposed to be there. Get off the wall. Why would you want to come into a plague city? And he's already walking over, drawing his sword as he spots you. Yeah, I've, <clears throat> I was trying to figure out, I'm like, okay, do I have any good checks? I'm like, I have nothing good. This is all just, this is all just, uh, oh god. This is your shit show now. <laughs> this is, this is my shit show now. <laughs> well, since I'm already, like, basically up there, I want to, like, if I'm basically over top of it, I'm like, I'm not stopping. That's just foolish. 
Um, so I'm gonna. Oh God. Fair enough. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not stopping. I feel like that's not a very good idea. Um, I'm just going to keep going. I'm like, no worries. Though, if I'm as mad as you think I am to come into a plague city, do you really want to stop me? And he's just going to look very excited. Yeah, we don't want you to get sick. Well, that's why I'm here to make you better. How are you supposed to make us better? Well, you see, I am. He's going to kind of try and find the right words. I am a traveling medic of sorts, and I have much experience with numerous diseases, illnesses, and ailments, both magical and mundane. And I heard that your city was in such a plight, and I absolutely had to come and see if I could offer my services. Roll a deception check. Okay, come on. Come on, baby. Come on, baby. Nat 20. You're fucking joking. You're fucking joking. Beautiful. Yeah. He is not joking. <laughs> what the fuck? Of all the times to roll a nat 20. Good night, everyone. Uh... Spider said Tarfay magic bitches. <laughs> Send our pretzel, send our pretzel, send our pretzel. Send our pretzel, send our pretzel. Do you guys realize that we now have to draw this for merch, right? There needs to be a send our pretzel art. Oh my god. Someone needs to draw this. So many bones cracking. Uh, it, it just looks cursed in my mind. Why? No, this is upsetting. Yeah, why would you want us to draw that? See, you have two things now. You have centaur pretzel and spider centaur. No, just a spider man. Erwin. I don't like it. It's it's no, not even that. It's like it's just a normal centaur, but with eight legs like a spider. Eight horse legs. Oh. <laughs> But still oh. a horse body. <laughs> no walls are safe. All right, that's that's enough of this bit. <laughs> no one is safe. Anyway, as you say this, Carolyn, the guard's eyes widen, almost as if he's come in contact with an angel of sorts. And he's like, oh, really? You're, are you that doctor they've been talking about that's been going around towns and asking about this? I mean, there's a few, but normally we don't let those in. But if your expertise is in magical ailments, then that's what we're thinking this has to be. Because any mundane cure that we've used, it just hasn't worked. Yes, yes. That's why I'm here to help you, to heal you. Though it is imperative that my companions come through with me as they are absolutely necessary in getting the required resources and preparations for a proper investigation and to utilize the resources effectively in administering our cure and our exploration of what's going on. Right, got it. Um, I can talk to my friends and fellow guards and we'll let them in momentarily. And as he turns... Uh, those of you who are up front uh, would have been waiting patiently. Uh, everybody make perception checks to see if you can hear Carolyn or notice that he's gone. Chatwin's famously so good at those. Damien's got a 16. Six. 18. Okay. So I don't think the six gets you much of anywhere. But Damien and Elon, 
you would probably be the first to notice that Carowin's gone. In fact, I think all of you would at least notice that your centaur friend is nowhere to be seen, since he's usually very chipper and loud and trying to talk his way out of quite a few things. However, Elon and Damien would be the only ones to notice his shenanigans as he was climbing up the wall and would later notice him talking to another guard. By this point, the guard that was watching all of you would have turned around and seen Carowin speaking to his colleague and would just be like, Jerry, what the fuck are you doing? Why, why is he on the wall? And the guard that you'd been talking to, Carowin, apparently named Jerry, would turn and say, he says he's a magical doctor, Joe. He can fix this. We gotta let him inside and his friends are at the front gate, apparently. Um, and his friend kind of crosses his arms and looks at you, Carolyn. Looks you up and down and is like, well, I guess we can see what they can do, but if they get sick, that's on you. And you see Jerry kind of frown a little bit and just be like, I, I don't want that on me, but... And he looks back at you, Carolyn. You're gonna be fine, right? Carolyn is going to give Jerry two big thumbs up and a beaming smile and he'll say, absolutely, my friend. Then I guess that's all the evidence I need. Let his friends in. And Joe will shrug, walk down the steps, and Elon, Damien, and Chatwin, you would find yourselves being let into the Foxgrove Oasis. Oh, so you just believe him? He shows up and says he has a cure, but when I say the same thing, you don't believe me? It's not that I didn't believe you, it's that... Oh, but he just said he had a cure and he got let in and... Okay, fine. I see how it is. I guess you just hate all women. I walk in. Chat one. <laughs> it is... This is no matter to act like a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and to be fair, did Chatwin climb an entire, you know, wall to prove the point? No, she did not. Yeah, I'm just being a bitch. <laughs> you said you had a cure. He says he's a doctor that specializes in magical ailments. There's a difference. Sure, just, just, just say that you hate women and move on, okay? We all know, okay? Fine, fine, okay, fine. He kind of rolls his eyes and lets it go. <laughs> I'm just being a bitch for fun. What the fuck is this episode so far? <laughs> this, is, this is interesting, guys. Um, if this is your first time joining us, it really shouldn't be, but this is... Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, who the fuck says I'm gonna listen to a podcast and jumps to, like, episode 53 or whatever this is? Like... <laughs> This this is episode fifty eight. Yeah, who the fuck are you? Stop listening. <laughs> no, don't do that. <laughs> we definitely don't want you to stop listening. Just maybe go back to episode one or Chatwin, get off my podcast, Darcy. <laughs> <laughs> Chowin's entering her mean girl era. <laughs> Apparently. The amount of merch you're going to be able to have, just like chat, like have a picture of Chatwin, just like Chatwin, then just cross out various things like Chatwin, actual middle name. Chatwin, get good. Chatwin, don't fuck it up. Chatwin, get, get off my podcast, Darcy. Chatwin, get good is my favorite. <laughs> New shirt design? I mean, if you guys want it, let us know. Get good. <laughs> Let us know and we will make it for you. Centaur pretzel, centaur pretzel. 
Anyway, you all step into the Foxgrove Oasis for the first time in a couple weeks now. And the town has become even more, even more quiet. Those of you who have been here before and have known its bustling streets are shocked by how few people now exist here. In fact, no one's outside. Every building that you come across has its doors and windows boarded. No one is taking any chances, any precautions. If they have their lives, they want to keep them. And you can very clearly tell in their minds the way to do that is to make sure that they don't come in any sort of contact with this disease. You are led very, very quickly back towards the city hall area where you now see that there are two signs, um, two wood signs that have been posted in front of both that and the adjacent temple. One sign in front of the city hall saying that it is already full of the sick and that they've all been redirected to said temple. And you are now led to the temple where you see rows upon rows of coughing individuals, some covered in more boils than the others. You see swollen faces struggling to breathe. You remember your one encounter with it back in the port city of Caribia. What most of these people have is far more advanced than what you noticed then and anything that you noticed in your previous visit. And it looks like the numbers have only grown. The number of people tending to them, however, you notice has dwindled as there are only a couple what you could assume to be acolytes or assistants of some sort walking around with uh, water for everyone, damp cloths to sort of make some sort of attempt to cut through the fevers that these people seem to be experiencing as they're sweating and crying out for loved ones, anything to end their suffering. One looks up at all of you and goes, sort of looks you up and down, Carolyn, and just goes, I'm so sorry. I don't know if we have a sick bed for someone of you your size, but um, do you need me to get things set up for you all? Carolyn will kind of uh, look around and look at his companions and uh, <clears throat> I'll say, no, no, no. We're actually here to help. We are hale and hearty in both body and he's going to stop for a moment and think of the numerous times that Chatwin has seemingly just been ranting and raving and talking to herself and I'll kind of continue with, and mostly in mind. We're here to offer our assistance in rectifying this potentially magical malady. And... You see her eyes that had once held quite a bit of worry soften as, they, as she goes, Oh, good. We, we could definitely use the help. Um, let's get you some... Do you all have rags to cover your faces? Aprons? Do you need those? We try to keep ourselves as clean as possible just to make sure nothing spreads. Eyes chat one. Right, Karen does the same thing. Well... I crack my knuckles. 
I dig in my bag. Okay, um, Carowin, uh, you're probably gonna need this one. I throw a little cloth at you. Elon, here, this one for you. It's tied around right here. Um, here we go. Damien, one for you. Um, I have soap and water if anyone needs to be washing their hands. I can also clean things magically. Um, I don't happen to have aprons on me, but I do wear gloves at all times. I'm afraid I don't have any extras, not of this quality, so you're on your own for that one as well. But everyone, put your hands in. We're washing them. I can get you some extra aprons and gloves. Okay, perfect. I okay, everyone, hands in. Elon, closer. Come here. Come on. <laughs> oh, okay. Jeez. <laughs> and as we're all kind of huddled around washing our hands, I'm just gonna eye everybody once the lady goes off to get the aprons. Like, okay, how do we do this? I was talking to the high priest guy before we left to get the heartstone about the heartstone. I'm gonna. Do we want to just walk in and be like, hey, here's a cure. Um, here you go. Or do we want to play it subtle? I say we go in and uh, let's at least close the door so we don't cause a mass panic over anything. It, 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 my worry is if it don't, does it like she said it only works once, right? Yeah. Why don't I go see the high priest's fellow and talk with him and be like, hey, just to continue our conversation from earlier, as if the last time I talked to him wasn't two weeks ago, and just sort of see what he knows about how to use a heartstone and what we need to do and see if he knows yeah. it all i mean because it's not just this town yeah we need it to hit everything like does it just psh, 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 and everyone's cured or is it like they all have to drink from the same soup or is it like they all have to like touch the stone or i don't know we really should have asked for instructions before we left waylands yeah we should have <laughs> okay we're gonna leave that to you and we'll you got a vial? One of us can go get a blood sample really quick. Oh, yeah, of course. I'll open up my alchemist kit and get a little vial, pass it off. Perfect. Elon takes it, and he'll look to Carowin, and it's like, how about I go get it, and then I'll give it to you. Carowin uh, will nod in agreement. We all nod in unison and break. All right. One, two, three, break. Go team. <laughs> and with that, we will go ahead and we'll follow Elon first. As you break away from the group, the woman would come back with the aprons and the gloves, holding out a set to you as well. Elon is going to str very struggle, like struggle to put it on. He's not used to an apron, and he will go, "Oh, um, ma'am. By the way, um, in order for us to begin our work, he holds out the vial. We are going to need." Some blood. Do you know anybody who's willing? Understood. Um, I would definitely ask one of the one of the ones that are a bit more in their right mind than others and can still speak. Any recommendations? Well, um, these here are the most recent, and she would point uh to this like first row of cots and farther to the left side of the building and say, those people haven't gotten it too bad yet, but they got it bad enough to come here. Mm, uh, okay, I'll make my rounds and I'll decide. And Elon's going to go around and kind of like with the mask and apron on now um, and try to kind of look for someone who might actually have like a lot more, I guess, symptoms that way, like, and then just try to find someone who's not screaming or crying, possibly. Okay. Make me an investigation check. Sure. 
I rolled a 14, no investigation modifier, so just a 14. 14? Well, with that observation of those top left individuals being the most recent arrivals and not being super sick, you would logically infer that the opposite would be true of the bottom right corner of the building. So you head off without hesitation ending up right in the area of a few people with some very intense boils. One individual has them that they're completely covering his nose and he has to breathe through his mouth in order to take in air at this point. Mm. As they see you approaching, there's about five of them that look like fairly severe cases that aren't dead yet. And a couple of them would turn as you approached not necessarily verbally asking for anything but holding out outstretched hands as if to say help me please oh my god it's gonna break my heart oh okay i'm gonna choose probably someone who's not a child or neither the elderly if i can tell that beyond the boils and i'm gonna try to talk with them like, here's the thing, how am I getting the blood? Well, I I have a sword, but that's that's a problem. Ah, fuck. <laughs> uh, Damien is going to go with Alon. Thank you. And he's like, is this the one you want to get blood from? It looks like they're healthy. We can bandage them right up. Or, well, I say healthy. Was was healthy. I am going to pull out my alchemist supplies. Because I have right. a plethora of random fucking tools at my disposal. Smiths, leatherworking, tinkers, cooks, woodcarvers, thieves tools, and alchemists. <laughs> I will say that Elon probably goes over and like, I, I want to say he probably has no regard for his life at this point. I don't care if I'm getting sick because I believe I'm going to be fine once we get the cure. So... Elon's going to go over and actually try to be a compassionate half-elf for the first time in his life. Mm -hmm. So, and he'll sit down and it's just like, probably grabs a pail of water and a rag and stuff is damping their forehead. And it's just talking like, like, I, it's like, I'm here to help you. We're going to take some blood from you. Okay. So just, can you stay calm for me? It might hurt just a little bit, but we're going to bandage you right up. It's going to help everybody. And... He looks at you with this sort of half-focused stare, but enough to give a sort of nod to consent to what you're about to do. And, like, I just talk to him lightly, and then at some point kind of, like, look at Damien, and I just nod. He will extract um, using his alchemist tools. What do you want me to roll, medicine or alchemy? I would say to extract the blood, roll medicine. That's a nine. Yeah, you really don't do a great job, Damien. Uh, Damn, I'm way better with tools than I am with random roles, with skills. You figured that, yeah, you figured that finding a vein would be easy, and it's it's really not. And it takes you a couple tries of pricking this poor dude that's already in pain. Ooh, ooh, can I say something else? Go ahead. I'm going to unconsciously cast cure cure wounds on him while doing so. <laughs> okay. How much healing are you trying to give him? Whatever cure wounds comes out to. Okay, I think that's a D8 plus something. Oh, yeah. I rolled a one, so one plus one comes out to two. Yikes. Yeah, I healed all the pricking I did. True. Fair. (laughs) Very true. And 
you would watch as this radiant energy sort of leaves your hand and as the area lights up the the marks from where you pricked in the needle to take the blood sample are non-existent basically damien's eyes are wide and he's like holy shit i didn't know i could do that what uh, we'll talk about it later. I got your blood. Okay. Um, go give it to Carowan. Awan stays there for a little bit longer, probably grabs a bandage, puts it over where the needle part was, and then once the man seems to settle down, he'll get up and rejoin the rest, hopefully finding wherever this uh, priest is. I take the vial of blood to Carowan and Chatwin. Uh, at that point, Chatwin would be gone already. Oh. And it's like Catawin. He's like, is that stone going to be able to treat everyone? Uh, and he'll kind of take the stone out and, and hold it in his hand. You said it was no bigger than a pebble, right, Emma? It was as big as the palm of Waylon's hand. Okay. So now that you're holding it in your palm, it's a little smaller than that. But it's still fairly big. Mm-hmm. Okay, I got it. Um, I will hold it and I'll just kind of look it over. I'll just tilt him in. I don't know. She didn't necessarily say if it would be sufficient or not. The implication is that it would be, that it would at least do what it was we thought or wanted to do. I uh, she didn't tell me how to work it, so I don't know fully. I am going to hold out my hand. Damien holds out his hand for the stone. Uh, let me look at it. Carowin will hand over the stone. He is going to, I would like to make an arcana check on the stone to see if I can figure out how it works. All right, go ahead and make an arcana check. 15. 15? Okay. That's not too bad. I have a question for you. Is this considered a magical item? Yes, this would be considered a magic item. At what rarity would this item be considered magical? Hang on. Let me see if it has a listed rarity. Because I don't think it's listed in the monster manual where I had the... If it is a common magical item, I would like to replicate. It definitely would not be a, considered a common magic <laughs> item. Because that would be awesome. So just so you guys know, as Jeremy, that was one of the things that I wanted to ask the lady. Was if we wanted, we wanted something that would allow us to cure all of the sick people. Not something that would cure the sickness. But poor Damien is... But poor Damien's dumb as hell. <laughs> hey, man. He ain't the smartest cookie in the box, okay? He's big, he's brawny, and he's good at making shit. Yeah, so I'm not seeing a listed rarity anywhere, but this is... No, I would consider this like a very rare to legendary okay. item. With the ability to cure all disease, it's a pretty legendary item. Mm -hmm. So, Damien, you look it over and you realize that this item is far more complex than anything that you could duplicate. Okay. Do I understand how it works with the 15 Arcana? So basically, yes. You would understand the basic principles of how it works, which you would understand that in the swirling darkness, it almost looks like for certain, for a moment you think of the travel to the Fey Realm that you guys took in the Sparkling Grove and you think for the right person, it might be able to take someone somewhere, but you can definitely confirm that it is, it can be used to cure all disease, as uh, Waylon had said. Okay. But yeah. With that, we are gonna go ahead and jump to Chatwin. You are headed off in the direction of the city hall and the office that you had seen this high priest in previously. 
You head inside to find dozens upon dozens of rows of more sick individuals coughing and crying and all manner of decay about them, almost. Uh, You spot the hallway off to the left and... Honestly, right now, you don't see anyone working here to tend to the patients. Okay. Honestly, I just step over them and keep looking for the high priest. All right. You head into that back hallway, uh, opening up the familiar office door that you'd entered last year to try and get some information and couldn't. And you would find as you are you going to knock or just push open the door at that point? I think I'm just, uh, well, I'll knock. I'll, I'll, I'll knock. Trying to, I guess we're trying to be subtle about it at first, so I'll knock. All right. And you would hear the knocking on the door echo throughout the hallway. And you would watch as the door was opened to an even more haggard looking high priest, a book clutched in his arm as he's sort of half looking at you and half flipping through the pages and goes, um... Can I help you, miss? Yes, um, I was here a few weeks ago, ages. I see. Uh, I just had a quick question for you. You and I were having a conversation about an artifact out in the desert. The, uh, oh, what was it? Um, the something stone, you called it. Do you have an idea of how that would work? A heart stone? Yeah, that- You mean? Mm-hmm. Well, I- haven't been to a library in quite some time, but I know that there are no texts on that level of magic. Hmm. I don't know if I would necessarily attempt that myself, but... To your knowledge, how do you make it work? Well, to my knowledge, to cure the disease... And you see him put down the book, start muttering to himself, go back over to the shelves of books he's got, knocking them down off the shelves as he realizes they're not the ones he needs... And he settles on a similar-looking uh, leather-bound notebook that's more of a diary than an actual book. He would sort of gloss over the pages for a moment, and his eyes landing on something interesting, he would kind of look and say, Well, there's very little about this stone in existence in the first place, but it appears that if you're to cure one person then you would just touch it to the person. Now, since all of these people need some sort of miracle, I think that we would have to amplify its signal somehow to reach everyone. I'm no spells expert. I merely study the teachings of the gods and heal as I'm able. Are you sick right now? Me? Um, no, I feel quite fine. Can you go grab any sick person? Just bring them in here? I'll be right back. Oh, okay. I, I have I have a working theory that may help. Understood. And with that, he would exit the office. Okay. I will exit behind him, but go a different direction to find uh, my party. All right. And with that, you head back out uh, in the direction of the temple, and you would all be able to reconvene a few minutes later without too much issue. I'll kind of huddle the other three. Um, follow me back to the high priest's office. Where uh, it should be pretty simple to use. We need a test subject though, so he's going to grab one of the um, afflicted individuals, and we're going to see if we can cure them using the heartstone. 
The problem is we need to find a way to amplify it over a large area to get everyone at once. Otherwise, we're going to be spending a long time traveling across the entirety of the realm, touching everyone with the heartstone, healing them. But let's check and see if it works on a small individual scale first. Sure. Uh, all right. Okay, great. Um, office is this way. He should be grabbing someone that's sick. And I'll lead them back to the high priest's office. All right. You lead the way back to the high priest's office. And by that time, as you are all heading back over there, you do see that he is heading back in the direction of the office, leading an older woman that is fairly covered in boils back towards that office. I'll usher everyone in and make sure to close the door behind us. Could you have her just sit down for a moment? Of course. And then to my party, apparently we're supposed to just touch them with it. Do you think we should try? I mean, if it'll help them. Yeah, I don't see how it could hurt at the very least. You said that it needs something with to amplify it, right? Right, but I do want to see if it works on a one-on-one scale first. So if it can heal and help her, then we know it only works one time, does it? That's what I was wondering. What if, what if we tried water? with it somehow like in using it with the drinking water somehow yeah i mean and in water if, if you like for example put it in a river then everyone just drinks from the river or something like that maybe Karen's gonna turn to karen and kind of ask is that how it works ah! hmm not as helpful as i thought darn you can't understand bird can you <laughs> not right now there's some interference with what <laughs> He's got a real thick accent, the bird does. The, it's the disease particles in the air. It's agitating his throat. Ah. <laughs> making it harder to understand. Ah. <laughs> this is dumb. <laughs> uh, this is dumb. This is amazing, okay? It's amazing, thank you. <laughs> I'll turn back to the high priest. Is there, is there a source of water that everyone gets, you know, wh- where everyone has been getting water that goes through all, most, if not all, of the infected areas? In the Howling Dunes, there's not really much of a water source, save from wells and oceans. Elon sweats at the, at the well, the, the fountain he, they destroyed. <laughs> it was dried up anyways. Uh, how would we amplify such a Anybody have magic? Can I do another arcana check to see if I could think of a way to amplify it? Absolutely. Maybe like craft something that would, oh, that's a nat one. Yay. Ah. Ah. You, Damien, you think about possibly crafting something and then you look at it and just every design inspiration and idea that you've ever had for anything just goes out the window. You don't even have a base to start with. You have no idea how you would amplify this thing. You know what? I'm going to see if, uh, <laughs> you know what? Maybe the, the dice are on my side a little bit. I'm going to see if using more fantastical designs and magic theory from the Fey realm, uh, if Carowin could devise some idea, like some type of magical formula that might be able to help amplify the effects of the heart, heart stone. Blah, blah, blah. All right, uh, go ahead and roll me. In that case, that would be a history check, I would say. Okay, I mean, both are totally my best uh, stats here, so 
Let's see what happens. Come on, deception. <laughs> Level roll here. Ooh, I got a whopping three. That was, that was great. Yeah, you can't think of anything that you would have seen in the Fey Realm that would emulate anything that you need right now. Damn. All right, my turn. <laughs> Elon asked to hold it next. All right, go ahead and... Nope, I'm I'm going to pray to Faithrin. <laughs> Make me a religion check. Uh, we all have our own ways. Oh, please, please, please. That is a 15. 15's not awful. What exactly are you asking her? What is the best way for fate to, to help these people? Please answer me this time. You've guided me before. Please help me again. You get a brief flash of an image in your mind, Elon. Nothing definitive, but it's of a book. One that you get a brief glimpse at the title that basically says it's essentially a rituals for dummies type of book. Oh my god. But it's it definitely sounds more more medieval in title than than that. Thought out thought out Thou art a fool, Ritual's Guide. <laughs> okay. A fool's guide to rituals and spells. There you go. <laughs> so, like, Aelon's just gonna close his eyes and kind of, like, mumble to himself. And he's gonna kind of open his eyes and he's just like, there's books here, right? Like, looks the chat one. Yes. Yeah. You're standing right in front of them. Did you have um uh, repeats kind of like scattered, you know, book title name, but he's like trying to find the right words and stuff like the uh, uh, ritual beginners um dummy guide something like that. Oh, fool's guide to rituals and spells. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, that, that, <laughs> yeah I that. did that for summer reading once. Okay. Uh <laughs> Do do you have that book? We should have it somewhere. And I start tearing apart the bookshelves. <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing is, the bookshelves are already torn apart. He is now digging through the piles of books on the floor. Yep, I'll help. I'm on, on my hands and knees, like a little library goblin. Alan is too done. All right. We rolling a uh, investigation? investigation. Yes, everyone, roll investigation. Ooh. <laughs> This old man is not doing well. He's through like five books in the pile in the giant pile he started with and just goes, Ooh, I forgot this was here. And starts flipping through a different book. <laughs> 24. 24 as well. 22. Okay. <laughs> Picture all three of us put our hands on a book and just look at each other. Look at the <laughs> book. Like, we found it. Yeah, you all go to start digging through the pile. You all put your hands on the same book. And coincidentally enough, it is the book that you need. Hey, imagine that. Elon in a separate pile of books with a, with a lucky number eight. It's just like, hey, yeah, that's it. Elon, <laughs> what are you looking for over there? Shut the fuck up, man. <laughs> His will to live. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His ability to get good. Uh, uh yes. I... Oh, man. You just wait till the next arc. Oh. Can I... I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty good at Arcana. Can I... Yeah. Yeah, I'm real good at Arcana. Can I flip through? Absolutely. Go ahead and make me Arcana check. I'm gonna... Well, let's see what I roll. Yeah, I'm gonna add my, my knowledge from a past life. Ooh, six! 
knowledge from a past life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's... Uh, what's my arcana? 27. 27. Okay. So as you're looking through, you find a page on ritual spells that when done with multiple casters, there are certain... You know of certain runes, Chatwin, that are used in spellcraft to to make a spell have like a larger area of effect. And the amount of times that the rune is used is usually what dictates how far the spell goes. Okay. Um, I think as I'm reading this, I'm walking around kicking stuff out of the way and clearing a big old spot on the floor. <laughs> mm-hmm. And as you're reading, you realize that this is also saying that... Even if you don't have room for a ton of these runes, uh, you could utilize multiple casters' power to amplify further and push the spell out at a greater radius. Chatwin is clearing the space, and when most of the floor, like, I'm just pushing everything back, and I'm mostly kicking books out of the way as I speed read, and then going like, Elon, can you move that chair? Uh, Damien, move that desk to the wall, and just kind of making everyone else move the heavy stuff. Uh, (laughs) uh, Just clearing as much space in the room as possible to give a really big work area. And then I will just set the book down in the middle of the room, look around, and I'm gonna take out my spell chalk that Chowen absolutely has on her. Uh, (laughs) Just some chalk and just go like, okay. While watching Elon crosses his arm, oh, that didn't wash away with your body. No, I got it afterwards. (laughs) The high priest raises an eyebrow. (laughs) Don't worry about it. If you say so. (laughs) So I reach up, tie back my hair, shrug off my coat, and just get down on hands and knees and just start furiously scribbling all over the floor. Runes, runes, circles, magic, magic. Uh, Just... And I am, with very much precision and intention, very careful handwriting, trying to copy these runes down perfectly and put as many of them as possible in small script as I can in just a giant um, mandala of runes and circles spreading from the center of the room out until I run out of room, however long that will take. Perfect. You spend about 20 minutes crafting this spell circle. It's very intricate. It's very precise. You know, in order to project this across the the area that you want to, you're going to have to fit a lot of runes in a very small space. And you're also going to need a lot of bodies to project the magic to supplement for what you can't fit in this circle. So you include places for multiple people to stand for those who can cast magic. And with that last scribble completing the circle, you'd say you're pretty ready to get your job done. Okay. Chatwin drew circles for people to stand in where they wouldn't mess up the runes and has like been kind of placing people. So everyone's placed throughout the room very strategically. And when I finish, I'm definitely, you know, obviously at the outside um, of the circle. So I will just 
<laughs> Wait, this is so funny. Um, I'm gonna use a uh, sorcery point to fly ten feet to the center of the room. I think it's like merit, like mimicry or something. Uh, <laughs> I can only fly ten feet for like two seconds, but <laughs> I just do a quick cover. <laughs> so I'm in the center, and I can I go where the book is, and I pick up the book. Who has the Who has the Who has the stone? I've lost track. <laughs> oh, uh, I do. Okay, here. I'll, I'll send a mage hand over to pick it up very gently. Okay. High priest, sorry, I've kept you in the dark this whole time. Stone thing here, we're gonna use it. That's what's happening. Okay. And how does the stone thing fix? And then he, his eyes widen. He's like, oh, it's that stone. Yeah. You're going to amplify it across the entire Howling Dunes. Uh, more than that, if I can help it. If I did this right. That would be incredible. Yeah. I mean, the rune that I drew for amplification is very similar to the one for um, combustion. So either it works or everything just explodes. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, <laughs> it's The difference is just one little like tail flick at the end of it. Um, so if you see any runes missing that tail flick, let me know. <laughs> There's like so many tiny little runes <laughs> drawn all over the ground. It's impossible to tell. <laughs> And he's immediately walking around the entire circle to double check and make sure <laughs> that they all have the little tail flicks. Don't smudge anything. Oh, fuck, I think all of us are. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> Everybody make a perception check. Who wants to double check? Uh oh, I made it canon. <laughs> oh, I actually rolled pretty high. <laughs> okay. Uh, 21. I got a 14. 27. Nice. Can I just say Chatwin is 100% fucking mostly with Elon? <laughs> Motherfucker! <laughs> what is this episode? <laughs> something about something about Elon. Ridiculous. Chatwin, fuck around and find out Elon Darcy. Stop <laughs> 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 it! This is a serious matter. Yeah, so I did leave one, but it's only next to Elon. <laughs> And Elon, with your perception check, you would find it fairly easily. Okay. Oh, oh, I found it. I found Too late. it. Already starting the spell. Oh no! What? <laughs> His girl voice comes out. <laughs> Elon, your voice went up like twelve octaves. Y'all right over there? <laughs> um. <laughs> but no, I will. Um. I'm not entirely sure of the mechanics of it Chatwin is so i'm just gonna i'm really just gonna sort of like activate cast using the runic circle i just drew with like the heartstone as the focus like just uh feel out the magical vibes you know <laughs> all right i am gonna have you make another arcana check right okay yeah i can do that i do i have, okay tight <laughs> um I'm gonna. Uh oh. Can I cast Silvery Barbs? <laughs> on yourself? Uh, on Elon and give myself advantage. <laughs> um. It's not. No, it's honestly not that bad. I'm just scared of. I mean, I mean, I might not have to. No, I, I think I know what's wrong. You need casters, and we're some of us aren't casters. I will use Flash of Genius, which adds one to it. I mean, I think because I have plus eight to Arcana, plus my knowledge from a past life, which is a D6, 
it's not too bad. It's not. Let me hold on. Yeah, well, I'm using. I don't ever use Flash of Genius because it's just a plus one, but I'll give it to you. That's another plus one for you. Okay. But if I can use my arrow action to cast silvery barbs on someone and then give myself advantage, I will just to see if I can't get better. Yeah, fuck it. I mean, if I'm allowed to do that. If not, I can cope. <laughs> I'll say you can, but you can either focus on this particular spell or or cast the silvery barbs. I'll focus on the spell. It's fine. I won't. Yeah. yeah, I was gonna say this would be a a spell of needing immense concentration. Oh, I actually rolled pretty well on my knowledge from a past life. Can that stack, actually? With knowledge from a past life, yeah. You can use this feature a number of times equal to your proficiency bonus. I don't think you can use it twice on the same turn. All right. <laughs> Had to ask. <laughs> um, okay, tight. Um, so I got that. I think that's about all I can do. So plus eight. Um, it's really not that bad. It's um, an 11 on the die, plus 5 from Knowledge from Past Life, so 16, plus another 8 from Arcana, 24, plus the 1 from Flash of Genius is 25. So all the bonuses make it pretty good, actually, but the 11 made me nervous. <laughs> oh, damn. Okay. Yeah, that's fair. So you begin to... You step to your circle that you'd made for yourself, Chatwin. And you begin to hone in on this magic as you place the heart stone in the center of the spell and begin to feel everything out. Now, these runic circles are always very different than your traditional spell casting because this is not this is not typically your forte. This is something you would have had to study extensively. And while you have studied it extensively, it feels strange to cast magic in a way that's not what innately comes from your body. However, as you connect with it, you notice that once you sort of make the connection in your mind between the runes that you've drawn on the ground and the heartstone that now sits at the center of them, your body begins to hum with arcane energy. And you realize that this spell... It's going to take a lot more than what you can necessarily handle yourself and that you probably need at least two more spellcasters to be focusing on it as dedicated in as dedicated of a manner as you are. Yeah, I will. Um, I'm still doing it, but I am going to just reach out towards Damien first, followed by Carolyn after that to draw us three in. I don't think Elon can do shit. He can swing a sword, so I'm going to leave him out of it. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thanks. You're welcome. Well, well, hold on, hold on. I have elven blood. Fuck it. <laughs> All right, sure. I'll I'll bring him in on this just for the friendship aspect. Alon can join us. I'm immune to sleep spells. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will. Um, honestly, if I can rope the high priest into it as well, because he's like a cleric guy, so I will rope him into it as well. I don't think the old lady can do shit, so I'm just gonna leave her be. <laughs> I forgot she was in the room with us. She's coughing in a corner. She doesn't understand why she's been brought there. <laughs> I'm gonna leave her be. She's the test subject. If she melts, then we know the rest of the Howling Dunes are fucked. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> Damien, Carolyn, I need both of you to make me Arcana checks, please. And Elon, you as well, since you're being roped into this. <laughs> Woo wee. Ooh, uh, I I got a natural twenty. Oh yeah, Elon, pull through, get good. <laughs> nice. Uh, I did not get nearly as nice as Elon. However, better than I expected. I got eleven. Okay. 
I damn, too bad it wasn't an advantage. <laughs> I got a ten. Oof. Yeah, I got a ten and a nat twenty on that. <laughs> oh, and the high priest did not do much better. He got a three. So, woohoo! I got a nat twenty basically for nothing. Elon, as you step in, you don't really know that much about magic, but you know the Chowan's really good at it. And if there's anything that you've gotten used to in your days as a fighter, training with others, it's emulating stances and figuring it out from there. Oh, so I just copy her. Pretty much. And as you do, you feel this flow of energy that you've never felt before and find that you're able to sort of direct it between yourself and Chatwin. Oh. As you both are sort of holding this energy here until you know you have the power to release it. Okay. Chatwin, I think I'm going to explode. Just don't. I'm trying. <laughs> Just don't do it, Elon. He concentrates on not doing it. <laughs> not exploding. And as you concentrate on not exploding, you watch as Carowin and Damien, then the priest all step into like that third circle and try to focus and can't quite connect to that magical energy. And as they're all sitting there sort of scratching their heads, being like, why can't I do this? You would watch as the raven <laughs> jumps off of Carowin's shoulder. And into the circle. Hey. <laughs> and the raven rolled a 16. <laughs> so. Yay. And Chatwin and Elon, you both feel this third potential to the spell connect. As this raven just sits in the rune circle and stares at you and goes. Arr! What vibes do we pick up off the raven? Is there unending violence behind its eyes? It's very neutral. What the fuck? <laughs> I just feel like something's evil about that thing. <laughs> you feel it kind of... The energy that it's bringing to the spell is this is something that needs to be done. So we're doing it. I don't want you to waste my master's precious hard work. <laughs> That's fair. And as the three of you sort of connect the spell... You watch as the stone begins to vibrate and this wave of magical energy begins to extend from the runic circle that you'd created. You can't necessarily see it, but those who have any sort of magical tendency can absolutely feel it as it extends outward from this circle. And you all watch as uh, the high priest had stepped away from the circle earlier uh, to tend to the woman as she had a sort of horrible coughing fit. But you watch as as he's sort of like rubbing her back gently, asking if she needs anything and she can't speak. As these boils that have covered her face, her chest, her neck, slowly begin to recede. And the coughing stops. And she looks like a normal, healthy, albeit old woman. Just kind of sitting there in disbelief. Like, am I... Am I all right again? And you see that the priest's eyes widen and he rushes out of the room and you can hear his cheering from down the hallway as you hear a room that had previously been filled with coughing, sick, dying individuals slowly becomes silent for a moment 
before erupting with a cacophony of cheers and uh, reuniting of loved ones trying to find each other and just overall pure positive. And as you realize that this sickness truly is being cured, you watch as the stone in the center of the circle slowly begins to crack and disintegrate. Mm. I lay on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) The raven just kind of hops over to you, looks over you. Thanks, friends. Okay, um, let's give this good boy his blood so he can go, um, give it to the hot lady. Ah! Yep. Ugh. Okay, I get back up. He says your obsession with his master might be unhealthy. <laughs> <laughs> Look! Oh, I, I, I mean mug the bird. Look! <laughs> I don't need some bird analyzing me, okay? I know. You don't have to tell me, I know. He does agree, though. <laughs> Waylon probably is hot. <laughs> yeah. By humanish standards. Look, I'm a simple woman. I see uh, a woman twice my size who could probably crush me, and I appreciate it. My fucking god. <laughs> <laughs> the raven has stopped responding at this point and is just kind of hopping back and forth between the four of you, looking to see who has the blood vial. <laughs> Damien will hand it to him. And... He will collect it in one of his claws. Damien's going to pet him and be like, all right, now you go straight back to your your master. Don't cause any trouble. And with that, the raven will pick itself up and fly first out the office door and then around and out of sight. You're assuming out the main door. Then he goes, um, one more thing. One more thing that I want to do as we're finishing this everyone can you all uh back me up for a moment just agree with whatever i say uh all right absolutely not (laughs) why not (laughs) come on be a yes man like carowin elon get on board first off i don't know what the hell that was but i don't want to do it again that was arcane magic i've never done magic what the fuck it's called personal growth elon embrace it it builds character. I hate you all. <laughs> I'm going to walk out uh, and try to locate the high priest again. And you'll see him sort of going between people, sort of comforting them, being glad that like they're all right, sort of explaining that uh, someone was able to find a way to cure this for all those who were experiencing symptoms. And as he notices you kind of making your way over, he would look up at you all and just be like, Thank you all so much. I I don't know how we'll ever repay you. Our city will function again. Just immediately. And... I know how you can repay me. Okay. When someone asks what happened, how all of this magically disappeared, how in a matter of moments, a terrible plague was completely rid of this land, I want you to tell them that it was a group of unknown individuals that were personally sponsored by the Darcy family of the Andrews Isle, and that it was through their help that we were able to accomplish this. And it is through their benevolence that we were able to have the supplies, to have the opportunity to retrieve the Heartstone and cure the entirety of the Howling Dunes. And that is the only way that it happened. You see that he has grabbed a piece of paper off the floor as you're speaking and just sort of scribbles down a couple quick notes uh, with a quill pen that was nearby. And he says, I'm, 
I can absolutely do that. Great. And should anyone question the validity of these claims? Should they question the motivations behind the true proprietors over the Andrasile? Our motivations, the motivations of our sponsors, it is to help. It is to discover arcane abilities to help, to assist. Anyone who says differently, what else are they lying about? Understood. Then you've repaid us. So, thank you. Thank you for your help. Mm-hmm. And with that, he will sort of give a quick bow uh, as sort of like a final thanks and then scurry back to everyone sort of comforting those who are a part of his community. And as we move to wrap up this arc, does anyone else have anything they would like to do or say? Silently to myself, thank you, Faithrun. Carwin is going to go over to Elon and put a hand on his shoulder and just like, you came in clutch, my friend. Thank you so much for stepping up when myself and uh, I'll kind of point to Damien, I guess, the reference to the priest when we did not quite uh, stand to measure. Without you, this would not have been possible. I just prayed. That's all I did, unfortunately. You are amazing. Now all of you. Holy shit. I could not have held that spell without your assistance, Elon. I want you to know. Your handwork could use a little bit of improvement. It was kind of shitty to look I at. I didn't but- even write anything. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but the way you cast spells, something about it just screams amateur. I've never... I've never done it before. Why are you harping on me? (laughs) (laughs) And I think that's the perfect place for us to end this arc. Thank you all so much for listening through this crazy journey. We really appreciate you and uh, be sure to tune in uh, next time for the Q&A as we explore um, all of our thoughts and feelings on this arc of insanity. We got a lot to say. Oh, we absolutely do. (laughs) And those who are in our Discord server, well... You may not hear this by now, since we'll probably have already recorded said Q&A. But if you want to be involved with future arcs and giving us some suggestions on some questions we should answer and things that you want to know about our process, then feel free to join our Discord server through through our link tree. We have quite a few uh, different links to our social medias, such as Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Uh, we are tabletop tail spinners through all of those, all one word, all lowercase. All of our social media goes out through our podcast network. And you can join that network Discord server to let us know what sort of things you want us to explore in these Q&As in the future. But thank you all so much for joining us for our third arc of this campaign. We've got one more coming and then a wrap up after that. And then campaign one will be over. So we're past the halfway point at this point, friends. Are we all excited to get into endgame territory? I'm excited for next level. (laughs) Let the chaos ensue. I'm excited to kill the shit out of one person specifically. I'm excited to be immune to diseases. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. And with that, thank you all so much again for listening, friends. And we will see you next time with our Q&A. 
Bye. Bye. Bye, Bye now. Y'all come back now, you hear? Fuck you, Chatwin.